0: Praise the Lord. Are you glad you're saved tonight? Isn't salvation good? Isn't that the understatement of the century? (laughs) I'd like you to look again, please, with me at verse number 14 of our text, where the Bible says, "...but when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and he said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God." My wife and I really love and enjoy the opportunity that has been afforded us here to be a part of what God is doing, especially in regards to children's ministry. We love it. We love every bit of it. Sometimes it can be a little bit difficult. And how many of you have children and know that sometimes working with children can be a little bit difficult? Yes. Amen. But my wife and I, we love the opportunity that's been given to us to have a part again in what God is doing in the lives of children in this church. We're so thrilled and grateful to God. Tonight, I want to give almost a little bit of a different type of message, almost as if I would be a missionary sharing a burden. I'm burdened tonight for our children and for our young people. And tonight, my purpose, my goal that I hope I can do is I want to engage each and every one of you in the need that our children have in this world, in this country, and in our church. And then I want to enlist you to pray. You say, Brother Kevin, I I don't like children and children don't like me. I get that. There's some people like that. Uh, You know what? That's okay. You don't have to do the lessons. You don't have to go in and and teach the children. But one thing that all of us could do, and I'll get into this in just a little bit, is pray. Prayer is such a a powerful thing, isn't it? I was telling the Felties just the other day when I was up at Crown College. Uh, I got to be a part of their bus ministry. I love the bus ministry very dear to my heart. I was reached through the bus ministry. As you know, our pastor reached through the bus ministry. But we came uh, to every Wednesday night while I was in Bible college. I was working on the old bus route. M5B was the number that it was. We'd go through Western Heights. We'd go through Lonsdale, those types of areas. And the bus captain that I had, his name is Brother Andy, he said, hey, I want to get together and I want to pray that God would do something on our bus route, that we would see children come, that we would see people get saved, that we'd see decisions that it wasn't just filling up a bus with people, but we'd see spiritual decisions. And so every Wednesday night, we began to pray. We began to ask God to do something special on our bus route and the bus routes that were there at Temple Baptist Church. And when you know it, when we started praying, God started working because prayer unlocks everything that God is. And so we get on our bus every Sunday morning. We go out to Western Heights. We go out to Lonsdale and and we play this really, really dumb game. You know what it's called? It's called the yellow car game, Okay. Let me explain the rules of the yellow car game. How many of you ever played the yellow car game? You know what I'm talking about? No? Okay. Oh, Lincoln. All right. Awesome. Okay. So it's very, very, very simple. Okay. If you're driving along on the road and you see a car that is the color yellow, you would shout out, yellow car It's really a dumb game. It's really, really a simple game. You couldn't call on taxis because those didn't count and you couldn't do commercial vehicles. You could only do regular yellow cars. That's all you could do. And the kids on the bus, they, they loved that game. And they, the chorus, brother, I have a yellow car? And they'd scream out, OK, yeah. But one time, as we, I told you, we began to pray. And God was working. I promise there's a point to the story. We began praying for our bus route. And there we were. I was standing up on the bus. I was leading songs. And sure enough, just a couple of houses up the road, there's where I saw it. It was a yellow Xterra. And I said, hey, kids. Yellow car! And they're like, oh, this game, stop it. Okay, I was like, but here's what happened. How many of you believe that God answers prayer? Amen? All of a sudden, the bus screeches to a halt in front of the house where that yellow X-Terra was. I didn't know who these people were. We'd never been to that house. Our runner, his name was Tom, ran out the bus, and he knocked on this house. We'd never been to this house he comes running back on the bus. He says, Brother Kevin, who are these people? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Why did we stop here? Brother Kevin, you said stop at the house with the yellow car. I never said that. I just said yellow car. Don't you know the rules of the game, Tom? Come on. But sure enough, the parents answered the door. You know, their eyes were barely open because they just woken up. Who are you? Well, we're... We're a church and we go around the neighborhood and we pick up boys and girls and families and we, we like to take them to church. and to our surprise and to the praise of the Lord, the parents said, "Oh, just, just hold on a second, give us just a couple of minutes we'll get them ready and we'll go." <laughs> Out of the house walks David, Belthazar, and their sister. can't remember her name at the moment, but we'd never been to that house. Those three children got on that bus and A couple of weeks later, all three of them made professions of faith, accepted Christ as their Savior. And a few months later after that, all three of them got baptized. And as far as I know, the last time that I visited Tennessee, which was a couple of years ago, those three are still in church today. It's prayer. That's not a yellow car. When we pray, God works. God moves. God hears and answers prayer. God's been doing some things in my heart and life and my wife's heart and life. And I try to keep a prayer list uh, every week. I'll write some different things down. And as many of you know, you know, some of the kids that ride in in our vans, Montserrat's over here and her brother Angel, who sometimes uh, is anything but an angel. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We love them very much. But as many of you know, they move uh, down the road to Lake Park off the North Lake Boulevard there. And at first, we're like, this is a difficult situation. It's a lot farther for us to go and a lot farther for us to drive. But as I was sitting there thinking, we've been praying about this. We've been praying that the Lord would work in the lives of of the kids in our van ministry, the families. And we started, okay, they've moved. So now what? What's next? God hears and answers prayer. So we go over and we visit Montserrat. Hi, Montserrat. Good to see you. And, uh, And sure enough, this week was spring break. And I said, let's, or we're going to go bring lunch to them just to see them and see how everybody's doing. And this morning we were able to bring three, more people out of that house today. You know, the Lord hears and answers. It may not always be the way that we want it, but God hears and answers prayer. So tonight, again, I, I want to, to kind of en- enlist and en- educate, engage you in the needs of children's ministry. And I also want to implore you and enlist you to pray. Um, for our children's ministries. We're so thankful to be a part of what God is doing. We get to be in three schools during the week. We get to be at Jupiter Elementary School. We get to be at Jerry Thomas, which is where I went when I was in elementary school. I'm surprised they they let me in the doors, actually. Um, And then, of course, Jupiter Farms Elementary. Through the week, the workers, we have the opportunity... Uh, to minister to over 80 families, or 80 children really, in all three of those schools, and we've been seeing people get saved. And I hope you'll pray for those ministries. I'll give you a couple specific things that you can pray for in just a little while here. But again, I want you to pray for these ministries. Pray for our nursery ministry. Pray for our bus ministry. Listen, we need workers. We might be starting another bus route, one here in town and one over there in North Lake Boulevard. Pray about what God would have you to do. Maybe Again, if it's not your thing, just at least pray for us and pray for that work to continue going. We want to encourage you in the process of reaching children. Aren't you glad that we have an opportunity to reach children? It's a great thing that we have the opportunity to do. And I, for one, am a blessed beneficiary of a church that set out to reach children. I wouldn't be here uh, standing before you tonight if this church didn't have a burden to reach children. And I look around the room and I see... A lot of people that have worked with children. I see a lot of people that go to the school. I see people that do nursery. I, I see people that are part of the Beacons Kids Club on Wednesday night. I see people that are involved in children's ministry. Well, I just want to remind you and encourage you and exhort you again to keep praying, to keep seeking God's face, to keep uh, God in the center of our children's ministry. We want God to be glorified in the reaching and preaching and teaching of our children. And so I've just got a couple of things tonight and we'll be done. Again, if you're a visitor here, Tonight, please come back when Pastor's here. Um, But I want to preach on this subject tonight Jesus loves the little children. Can we pray tonight? I need the Lord's help. Lord, thank you for your goodness and thank you for your love for us. I pray that you bless the preaching of your word tonight. Lord, help us to to glean things from the word of God. I pray that you'd help me, Lord. I need you. And I pray that you give me clarity of thought tonight. And I pray, Lord, for fruit from this meeting that will impact eternity. And we'll thank you for it. I pray for our pastor that you continue to be with him and heal him. We'll pray in Jesus name. Amen. All right. I want you to look, please, at Mark chapter 10, verse number 13. The Bible says, and they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. I want to give you the first thing here tonight. Number one, we have the reachers. You say, what are the reachers? I want you to look at the Bible again. Verse 13, it says, and they. Those people are the reachers. And of course, in our scriptures, we find out that the people that have the greatest opportunity to reach children are parents. You have a great opportunity tonight. I'm not a parent yet, but you have a great opportunity uh, to have a ministry in your very own home to your very own children. I want you to know tonight that the the statistics speak very, very clearly about parents who serve the Lord together, who are in church together. Uh, They have a profound impact on their family as they serve the Lord. The statistics I think I read was over 90 percent of children. They stay in church if mom and dad are in church together. The statistics tell us that it's important uh, that we should serve the Lord together, that the parents have the influence in their home to show the love of Christ, to share the gospel with their children. Parents have the greatest influence and the greatest opportunity to reach their children. But aside from the parents, Every one of us should have a place and a spot in reaching children, in influencing children, in giving the gospel to children. Our church gives opportunities that you can do that. We have Vacation Bible School. We have our Sunday schools that you can get involved in. We have our bus ministry. We have our bus ministry that we can get involved in. Uh, we have lots of different opportunities for us to get involved in reaching children and again tonight i want to help uh, to encourage you to pray for our children's ministry again you may not be the type of person that wants to work with children you say brother kevin have you seen children the bible says that that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature how many of you know that children sometimes can be what we call a creature oh i love working in children's ministry And I love having the opportunity, but sometimes we realize that these children can be creatures. I mean, uh, go to junior camp when we were in New Jersey. Okay, so-and-so, your mom says, you have to take at least one shower this week. (laughs) Gross. I literally had two kids whose mom would pack their clothes in bags named Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, (laughs) Friday. By the time we got to Friday, he was still on Wednesday guess that's kind of my fault, right? I'm the go take a shower, kid. When you go over there, turn on the water. Use soap. Don't forget to dry off, otherwise, your clothes are gonna stick to your body, kid. Use clean clothes when you change, okay? The things you get to say to children in, in children's ministry. Please don't cross the busy street to pet the stray dog. Please take your nose out of that person's scalp. Please do not eat that skittle off the bottom of somebody's foot. Those are all things that I've had to say. Junior camp, third grader, thought I was asleep. You don't sleep during junior camp. You don't sleep during. Nobody goes to Pensacola. Nobody goes to junior camp to try to sleep. That just doesn't work. This little kid named Noah. I think Brother Kevin's asleep. Get the tape. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me? Oh. Creatures. But they are creatures in which God has told us to reach. The reachers, we have an opportunity to be a part of what God is doing in this world. And we have an opportunity to reach those that need the gospel, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's not just children, it's really everybody. But tonight the message is specific to reaching children, to praying for children, to helping out in children's ministry. You tonight have an opportunity to be a reacher. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them, that the and the disciples rebuked them, that brought them. There's a second thing tonight, not only the reachers, but the reached. Look please again at Mark chapter 10, verse number 13. And they, that's the reachers, brought young children, that's the reached. We have an opportunity in our church to continue reaching young people, to spread the influence of the gospel through our community, through our world, and we need to reach children, and we have the opportunity to reach children. I talk to the teenagers and my wife here on the front row. We have an opportunity to make an influence and a difference in the lives of these ladies. I appreciate you. Good job singing this guy. I love it. Good stuff. Okay. So they're standing. They're like, why is he doing this? Okay. There's 11 of you on the front row. We'll just keep 11. It helps when we can math with 10 people. But that's okay. All right. So, statistically speaking, I'm just giving you a couple of numbers here tonight. Uh, statistically speaking, um, I just lost my train of thought when it's coming back. Okay. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of people who claim Christ, who have been saved, who've made professions of faith, have been saved between the ages of four and fourteen. So let me get. Yeah, let's see, Montse and my wife, could you sit down for just a second? So out of all that group, this represents people who get saved during that age group, 4 to 14. The time is right to be able to tell people, children, about the gospel at this age. Can you stand up just again? Okay. There's another statistic that says about 75% of, of children and teenagers, once they, they grow up in church, once they graduate, they'll never come back to church again. So let me get, uh, Skylar, you can sit down. And at you can sit down. And uh, you no, know, no, moms, you don't want to do it? okay. So that represents our, our our statistic right there of all the people that grow up in church. Um, this is how many people will leave the church after they graduate high school. That is about eight out of ten, or seven and uh, seven and a half out of ten. This is a time that we have an opportunity to reach young people, to influence them. You ladies, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You did a great job, Alicia. I told you I wasn't going to embarrass you. (laughs) That look. I'm going to kill you dead is what that looks like. (laughs) But we have an opportunity to go and reach children. And I want you to know something tonight, that the world is after the children, aren't they? TikTok wants the children. Hollywood wants to influence the children. Uh, Entertainment wants to influence the children. Everybody wants to have an, an opportunity to influence children, and that's where we have an opportunity. Let me remind you again tonight that in the lives of children, there are real casualties. There's real issues. There's real problems in our country. There's 74, over 74 million children in our country from babies all the way up to 17 years old. There's 74 million of those people, and every which one of them needs to hear the gospel every which one of them needs to, to to know that there's a savior that loves them that paid the debt for them they are the ones that we are after these are the ones that we want to reach with the gospel there's a real spiritual warfare and so there's a need there's a need to pray again tonight if you can't do anything else pray pray for young people pray for children but there is a need to reach young people There's a need to jump in and participate in the activities that reach young people. The reachers, the reached. Here's a third thing tonight, very quickly, the Redeemer. Look please at verse number 13 again. The Bible says, and they brought young children to him. To him. We have the greatest opportunity. We we get to be a part of taking young people to the Savior. We can teach them how to throw a curveball we can teach them how to get every skin on Fortnite, right okay we can teach them everything we know but we need to teach them about jesus we need to teach them that god so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life we need to teach them that there's sin anything i say think or do that displeases god for all of sin and come short of the glory of god we need to teach them that jesus even though we were sinners died for us but god commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. I want you to know that we have a Savior that's worthy about talking about. We can take these children and introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that changed your life, the one that changed my life. We have the opportunity to bring them not to a program, not to a bunch of fun things, not to a bunch of games, not to just playing dodgeball, which I love dodgeball, uh, just like any other person does, but we get to take them and introduce them to who the Savior is. Do you remember the person that introduced you to Jesus? I do. I'm grateful they didn't just take me. At first, Brother Jeff, you would know this, okay? You used to come by my house with that big bucket of candy. You remember what I'm talking about? You know, those Laffy Taffys and whatever those things are that were probably like months and months old. But here he comes. They would knock on the door. Hey, you coming tomorrow? No, I don't think I want to come. Oh, you're going to come. Okay, I will come. Okay, get on the bus or whatever. Uh, but it wasn't just about them introducing me to having fun activities and a It wasn't just about introducing me to going to Chili's every Sunday night after church and, Please, somebody get chips so I can eat, okay? Okay. Uh, It wasn't about those things. They were interested in introducing me to the Lord Jesus because Jesus is the one that changes the life. And it worked because the gospel works. The gospel still works. It's not out of gas. It's not on, on vacation. The gospel still works. It still has the power to change lives. And that's what we want to do here at our church. We want to introduce children, and teenagers to the Redeemer. There's the reachers. There's the reached. There's the Redeemer. Then fourthly tonight, there's the result. Look, please, at verse number 14. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for as such is the kingdom of God. I want you to know something tonight. Children can be saved. When they come to Jesus, they realize that they're sinners... They realize that Jesus died for them. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen, when they call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus doesn't turn them away. He doesn't say come back later. He doesn't say any of those things, but he accepts them. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, not maybe, not we hope so, not if I win the lottery so, but whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want you to know tonight it's possible for children to get saved and to be disciples and to serve the Lord. Listen, God's power, it works. The gospel, it works. God can do something great in the lives of young people. We shouldn't discount them, say that they're the future of the church. I want to remind you tonight that children are the church right now. As long as they know Christ as their Savior, they can make a difference. They can serve the Lord. And we should have a part in going alongside them and helping them and encouraging them, encouraging them in the Lord. I think about Sailor. Where are you at? I see you. There she is. Wait. Remember that Wednesday night? Pastors take the prayer request. Pray for Mariano. There you go. Mariano sitting three rows back behind you. That's okay. Not, not tonight, but back then when we took the prayer request. Come to find out, guess what happens? Mariano gets what? Save. He gets saved, and then a few months later, guess what? He gets baptized. baptized. That's the Lord can use people. I remember being in New Jersey, this little girl named Ella. She was really excited about serving the Lord. She was about six years old, seven years old, something like that. She went to her little school, and she said, Brother Kevin, Miss Maddie, I'm going to start a Bible club at my school. Six years old, little, tiny, blonde-headed girl. She is quiet as a mouse, really kind of a shy type girl, but she said, I want to start a Bible club at my school. And wouldn't you know that she did it? She came back after a couple weeks. Brother Kevin, Miss Maddie, guess what? During recess, I got a bunch of my friends and we met under the tree. I said, What did you do? We talked about Jesus. I said, This girl's doing more than I am. You get to work. Good night in the morning. The Jesus Club is what she called it. Does the kid want to serve the Lord? Kids, children can serve the Lord. We should encourage them. We should help them. It's a wonderful thing You see God use children. You look through the Bible. You look through the Scriptures. God uses children. On several occasions in John chapter number six, we find out there's thousands of people and they're hungry and they want food. And Jesus looks at Philip and says, "Okay, how are we going to feed these people? And Philip's like, I don't know. There's so many people here. Even if we take three, uh, almost a whole year's wages, we can't even give everybody a little bit. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what to do. But then the next verse says, but there is a lad here. And he has five loaves and two fishes gave it to Jesus. Children can serve the Lord. I'm just trying to get us to be a part of what God is doing in their lives. Investing. That's what it is. It's an investment. You realize in the children's ministries and, and bus ministry and these types of things... The the, the fruit doesn't immediately come right now. We could say, oh, we have a ton of kids in junior church, and we have a lot of kids that come to vacation Bible school, and, and, oh, our bus is almost full with the people that are coming there. It's a great thing to have those statistics and those numbers, but fruit in children's ministry doesn't usually come right now. It comes many, many years down the road. Invest now for a lady. You say, what do you mean? Somebody invested in our pastor's life. They knocked on his door. He said, you want to come to church on the bus? No, I don't. They came back week after week after week until Mama Blaylock said, boy, you get on that bus. And sure enough, he got on that bus. And the next day, you all know the story. 12 years old, somebody put a track on his desk. He took it back home. He read it. And he knelt down at the side of his bed, and he got saved. That's wonderful. That is fruit. That is fruit right there. But the real fruit comes later. When now he's serving the Lord, he goes off to Bible college, he's pastoring a church, and now he's reproducing himself and other people. Children's ministry fruit comes later. That's why it can be so difficult, because we don't see it right now. But it's a worthy investment. The reachers, the reached, the redeemer, the result, and lastly tonight, the reason why. Why put all that work in? Why all that headache? Why all that money? Why all that late night and uh, these things that we deal with when children, you know, trying to reach children, sometimes we can get a little impatient, we can get a little short with them and wonder, please, why are you rolling on the floor? Please don't do that. Please keep your hands and feet to yourselves and and other things. What what are you doing, kid? (laughs) But there's a reason that we go after them. Number one tonight, the reason is because Jesus told us to. Look again at verse number 14. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus told us to in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You know, all nations, that includes children. That includes teenagers. That includes your neighbor across the street. But Jesus has told us to go and to preach the gospel to every creature. That's why we do it. Well, Jesus told us to. He commanded us that we should reach children. We should reach people. We should reach all nations. Okay. So that, that's, that, that settles it right there. Uh, God already told us that we, we need to do it. But here's another couple of things. Children will listen. Despite what you might think, children will listen. We have kids in Bible Club on Mondays. And, and Mallory, you guys would know exactly who I'm talking about. These boys—they uh, um, come in and they are ruckus. They are wild. They are screaming, and it's—it sometimes it can be like, oh boy, here we go. And, and you think these kids—they don't listen at all. They all they do is talk and they carry on and they laugh and spray. Did you ever think that about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. They—they—they they, they never seem to listen. They ain't paying attention. They're off in lava land so to speak, to what you're having to say. But then comes the review game, and you ask the kid, hey, what's the answer to the question? And they got it just like that. And it's not fair. Some some husbands have this gift, too. They they look like they're not listening, but they really are, okay? But these children, some of them, uh, they they look like they're not listening, but they, they listen. Their hearts are malleable and moldable. And there's so much garbage swirling around that is getting inserted into their lives and into their hearts, but they will listen to you you care about them, if you show them that you love them, they'll listen. Just the other day, basketball on Tuesday night, uh, we saw AJ, he uh, just been baptized a couple weeks ago, and uh, he, he, he brought this little guy with him, Georgie is his name, and uh, Georgie was watching AJ play some basketball, having a good time, and Georgie said, brother Kevin, I want to get baptized, so let's talk about it. So keep in mind, we're in the gym over here across the way. Basketballs flying everywhere. Squeaks of sneakers going every which way. People yelling at each other, that's not a foul. Yes, it is. Blah, blah, blah. And there's so many distractions. But this kid, Georgie, sat down and he looked me in the eyes and he said, tell me about Jesus and how I can be saved and get baptized. With everything going around, that kid listened to every word I had to say. He's gonna get baptized in a couple weeks. Children, listen, believe it or not. I know sometimes it's like, are you listening to me? No. But they listen. Despite what we might think, they listen. We've already talked about this. The Lord Jesus told us to to, to reach children. Children will listen. But Think about this. Children are also capable of serving the Lord. I'm not going to belabor that point. We've already talked about that. But children can serve the Lord. They're not the future church. They are the church. Here's another thing. Children grow up. Children grow up, and so we have an opportunity to reach children right now. I think about the great D.L. Moody who shook two continents for Christ and said that over a million people came to know Jesus as their Savior under his ministry. You know what he said about children's ministry? He said, if I can give the ministry over, if I could do it all over again, I would devote more of my time to reaching children. D.L. Moody said that. He also said, if I could give my life... Oh, I'm reading the wrong quote. Um, it is better to build young children rather than to repair a broken man. We have an opportunity to build, to exhort, to encourage, to edify young children in our church and teenagers in our church. Because they don't stay children forever. Some of you are looking at me like, well, you might be bigger and taller and have facial hair, but you're still like a child. No. (laughs) The point is, these children, these teenagers, they grow up. They're going to be adults. They're going to live their lives, and it's important right now to invest in them. It's important right now to share with them the Bible and the gospel. It's important to them to show them Jesus and to share Jesus with them. Because these are things that they'll never forget. Children grow up. The Bible says in Mark ten fifteen, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom as a little child. There's something about the faith of a young child. Total dependence. And that's what we're after. We want to teach kids to trust and have faith in the Lord. Children grow up. But unfortunately, also, children sometimes die. I'm not trying to be gruesome or anything like that, but it's a real fact that sometimes children do pass away. I was in Bible college, and I worked in the bus ministry there. I'm not going to get into all the details or all the story, but we had a young kid named Robert. He came in on our bus, and he he loved getting in on that bus and he loved riding, he loved getting up out of his seat all the time and going different seats he loved to stick his head out the window to yell, Jesus loves the little children you know, this kid loved him to death <clears throat> somebody came to me um, several years after he started, a couple months after he started riding and said, hey, do you know Robert? And I said, yeah, of course I do well, there's been an accident there's something that's been ha- that's happened to him I uh, try to go to the hospital and see him, and sure enough I went to the hospital and there was little Robert hooked up to all kinds of machines and things and he didn't make it. But we had the opportunity to share the gospel with that kid before his life was over. We made an eternal difference in just a short time in that young man's life. All I'm saying is we have an opportunity to invest in children. There's the reachers. There's the reached, the redeemer The result and the reason Jesus Jesus told us to. Children listen. Children grow up. Children can serve God. We have a responsibility and an opportunity to serve God in this way by praying, by reaching, by practicing, by evangelizing children and teenagers. I hope tonight that you'll commit to at least pray about our ministries. Let me give you a couple things you can pray for. In our Bible clubs, and one in particular, we're outgrowing one of our rooms. We need a bigger room. But at the moment, they, 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 just, they don't want us to have a bigger room yet. They've actually cut off how many people we're allowed to have. But we need a bigger room for a particular school, and we want to keep a good relationship with the faculty. Uh, we have the right to be there, but we also want to have a good relationship with these faculty members. We don't want to force our way. We want to be a good testimony. So pray for a bigger room for our Bible clubs. Pray for salvation. Uh, pray for this new bus route we're trying to start. And that people would get saved, that we would see not just fruit, but lasting fruit. We need God's help on this. And we need God's workers on this. We need help. And so pray about jumping into these things. Let's pray together tonight. I want to do something a little bit different for invitation. I wonder there in your seat. We're going to pray in just a moment. and uh, But I wonder if you, right there in your seat, you don't have to come forward unless you want to. I'd love to have you come forward. But I wonder right there in your ch- in your chair tonight, would you just... For just a few moments, just pray uh, for our children's ministries, from the nursery all the way up to everything that we have, the Bible clubs, the bus ministry, the school ministry, the Beacon Kids Club ministries. Just take some time right there in your chair, I hope. We'll be done in just a moment. Ms. Jen's going to play in just a little bit here, but let's just take this time. We're not going to have necessarily a come-forward invitation, um, but let's just take the time to pray together tonight for our children's ministries and what God would have you to do. Maybe you say, God would want me to do something. Hey, I want to do a little bit more. And instead of just pray, I want to do something. Um, But prayer is the real work. But if you'd like to jump in, come talk to us about it. So let's just have a time right now. I'm going to pray, and we can pray together in our seats for our children's ministry. On behalf of everyone at Beacon Baptist Church, we thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that your heart and life has been impacted through the biblical truths of this message. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact us through our website at beaconbaptistchurch.org. That's beaconbaptistchurch.org. May the Lord bless you.